All right, so I'm Jason Yerusi of Yerusi Holdings. Excited to be back this week talking about the difference between appreciation and cash flow. All right, but before we get started, again, I'm Jason Yerusi of Yerusi Holdings, bringing you live today, talking you to Multifamily Live about the difference between appreciation and cash flow. And of course, if you'd like to hear, make sure you hit that follow button, go down there, hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment. We want to hear from you. We want to hear more topics that we can cover in the future to make sure that you are in the know and everything it is about investing into apartment buildings. So today we are talking about the difference between appreciation and cash flow. And a note for note, appreciation serves in the point of the growth in the area, the growth in values based on the market. So there can be two parts here. The market itself has path of progress or a, uh, has a lot of things come down the pike that make the market more attractive. So over time, the area itself grows. Inflation can lead to this too. So it brings up the value of the area. So that can be step one of appreciation. The other part for multifamily investing that we take part in very rapidly here is that we seek to be in a good market that is transitioning, that is growing, that is continuing to flourish. However, we are also looking for the ability to force the appreciation. And how do we do that? We make strategic improvements improvements to the property and those strategic improvements either one increase the revenue or two moderate or control the expenses so what could be something from that point well typically maybe a property has been owned for a number of years and that owner has not made any enhancements or any improvements to the interiors of the unit so the units could be in a classic state well the market around has now grown where there's been a lot more of attractive products that have come on that are generating much great greater rental rates well we can come in there and maximize on that classic unit condition and do everything from changing carpet to uh, to LVP flooring, changing out the cabinets, going from formica to granite, putting in new fixtures, uh, changing the paint color, adding a trim package, we uh, updating the appliances from maybe white to stainless. So we can do a lot of things that can drive the energy of the property and force the appreciation because that's going to generate a higher rental rate, which is going to lead to higher revenue overall, and then make the cash flow stream much more attractive for the investors. So that is some ways that we can increase the value. The other side is cash flow. That's what's generated after the income uh, is now has the expenses come out and has any of our mortgage or our liabilities come out from there. That is the cash flow that's remaining. Uh, typically, we look to have cash flow in the start, even if it's not maximized on the property, because it helps us sustain, right? So if we have cash flow, reserves, and long-term debt, it puts us in the best position to sustain any market. Because as we talked about before, appreciation can be on the market level. So if there's dips in the sentiment of the market or if there's a recession looming that happens throughout our hold, well, we may be inherently have our property's value lower for a time being, but cash flow is what's going to sustain. Cash flow is going to be the viable product that we can touch on each and every point of the market. We cannot predict what the cap rate can be in the future. We can make great assessments to come up to our uh, risk to different cap rate, uh, cap rate measures into the future, but we can look at the cash flow as a real number that we can target each and every year based on the income minus the expenses minus the debt, uh, leading to the cash flow that the property can sustain. So typically we're looking to have about 45 to 50% 
of the income of the revenue of the of the potential uh, investments or returns coming from cash flow and the other 50% come from profit at the sale at the end. So these are two measures that you can look at for the health of a project and your risk allocation to a project as a passive investor. Is there cash flow throughout the hold? And if so, how much of the active deal is going to come from cash flow and how much is going to be inherently reliant on the ends when they go to sell the property into the future. All right, so I am Jason Urussi of Urussi Holdings. Thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure you go down, hit that follow button, give us a like, give us a review, hit us with a comment, get known so when you see more of these pop up, you can dive in there, get the answers you need to get out there and make great assessments, whether as an active or a passive investor. Let's do this.